hordes and legions of grimy cats. Learn street live, games live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com, a place of our own without a lot of parents peering down our backs. Radio worth watching. What's good, motherfuckers? Guess what? It's Freddie Lockhart here on a very special edition of What's Good today. This isn't a normal edition of What's Good. This isn't where I'm going to be doing my stupid suburban raps and trying to get people to like it. This isn't going to be where I'm doing impressions of long dead rappers. No, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very much alive and living rapper here in the studio today. I have a legend of hip-hop. Joining me is a, a renaissance man, a poet, a modern-day thinker. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. M.F. Grimm. Give it up. Peace. How are you? Very good. I am so honored and privileged to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're, you're among friends, uh, yes. first of all. We've been talking a while, right? We've been hanging out. Definitely. I think we're clicking. Definitely. I think we know who suckers and who ain't. You know what I'm saying? Without question. Word. And uh, you met the lovely Candace Thompson over here. Hey, what up, everybody? Candace Thompson is a regular fixture on the show now. I picked her because she's, I, I call her right-skinned. She's like, mm -hmm. uh, she's Josephine Baker. She's throwback. She's mm -hmm. Lena Horne of comedy. The, uh, the, the light-skinned lady of haha -ha is what I like to call her. And she's <laughs> actually extremely funny, which always helps on this show. But today we're going we're gonna to have laughs, but we're also going to share real stories. And talking to my man here, per, first off, we have two names. We have M.F. Grimm, a.k.a. Your, your real name, Percy Casey, correct? Carrie. Percy Carey. That's a Carey. Percy Carey. Now, which one do you want to? You, which one do you prefer to go by? Percy Carey. Percy Carey. And, and and do you feel like Grimm is something you've uh, left in the past, or something you're, or if I yell Grimm on the street, what would you say? I'll turn around. <laughs> <What's up? laughs> Good word, word. You want to say beat it, son? You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing no. about Grimm. Good. No. Um, per Percy is short for Percival. Yes. Yes. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I got an uncle named that, yeah. so I know that. Um, well, we got a lot to talk about. You and I have been talking. We've been rapping about rap. We've been talking about your story. But mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is just devote the whole hour to you. And we're going to tell Thank everybody, you. first off, what we were playing. Uh, opening up in the beginning, this is from your 2006 album, American Hunger. Yeah. And is, is it 2006? 2006. Okay. Yeah, time flies, don't it? Yeah, I thought it was 2005. Yeah, not so, well, it says 2006 on my okay. iTunes, but sometimes Apple's wrong. You've yeah. seen the new map feature. Um, <laughs> But what you're hearing is American Hunger, and I was saying to you, too, a lot of a lot of heavy rock, rock and roll, uh, driving guitar in it. You know, there's a little something for everybody. You can tell that you're very much a New Yorker where you're from, because New Yorkers are, I always think, awake and aware of every different sound. Okay. So what I hear when I hear your stuff is I hear that. And what I was telling you off air is I've heard your stuff and other people's stuff, and we'll cover that. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and start from the beginning, because I want to start uh, at your first job, obviously, your first major success, which maybe a lot of people don't know, yes. is you were a, a, a regular on the streets, the streets of Sesame, son. Definitely. Tell me about that. You were on Sesame Street. Go ahead. Yeah, I was on Sesame Street from five years old to like nine, and I was personally picked by Jim Henson. Wow. And... It was a great experience and helped me um, develop my creativity, being so close on the on the set and at a, such a young age and being where you want to be. Right. It's like life was no, couldn't get better at that moment. Did you know how? Like, were you given an audition? Did you did you just show up? Yeah. I, I, well, I guess it was an audition. I I really don't recall too much. Yeah, it was an audition. Mm -hmm. You know. The procedure, I really don't remember. I did you remember. want to be on set? Did you want to meet Big Bird and Ernie? I didn't and want to go to school. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> it's like I didn't, I didn't really care about all that. I didn't know until I got there. And then I realized that it was all fake. So 
though. Yeah, because it seems like one of those things where it just happened to be in your backyard, too, right? They shot it nearby. Yes, correct. Yeah, Sesame yes. Street's a couple blocks from where you were on the Upper blocks, West Side. Yep. So everything I wanted was right there. I got, I got to hang out and then leave early. Yeah. And go home. And miss school. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Now, you were the first person, too, the little footnote under that. You're the first person in Sesame Street history to ride Snuffle Up, I guess. Definitely. He did that. He tamed that. <laughs> yeah. He tamed that. Legendary. You know, I saw, I saw Sesame Street on ice when I was five. I was like, fuck mm -hmm. them niggas. B, they ain't real. You know, I, that's when I found <laughs> out. I was like, what the fuck? You know yeah. what I'm saying? This nigga's over here skating. He ain't six foot, B. He's like three foot. You know, I, got, I, got, I found out real quick that yeah. I was like, oh, man. Were you disappointed? Mm -hmm. Were you let down when you saw the, the Big Bird take his hat, head off and go have a cigarette? Well, actually, you know what? Um, I didn't know anything about Sesame Street before that. Oh, okay. So it really didn't matter. Sometimes just, that you know, helps. You went into I, Yeah, I just went into it. That was one. But um, Snuffleupagus, you know, riding him, it was like being, now I look back, as like Hannibal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Hey, get on my snuffleupagus <laughs> trunk. Let's go for a ride, son. You know, I used to watch. Uh, I used to watch Sesame Street, and mm -hmm. I used to always. I never wanted to go on there. I just mm -hmm. always thought, you know, I, I got annoyed with certain people. The dude was always counting shit. The count drive. I was like, <laughs> shut up, man! I don't got to count everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So count your stacks. That's what I always thought. I always thought he was the drug dealer of Sesame Street. You know, they one dime bag for me. You can't hate on the gimmick. I mean, no, you that's can't. What, that's you can't hate on the gimmick. So now we move from Sesame Street, and you kill that. You do really good on that for what four or five years, something like yeah. that. You're on yeah. that. And the reruns are probably still showing. Probably. I'm sure. I think you, I, I even. I got, to, I got to meet Arthur Ashe and play tennis with Arthur oh, Ashe, wow. and that was like Ooh, life changing. Oh, so on back. one of the episodes? Yeah. Damn, that would be the shit. You know what? I, I always wanted to go on Sesame Street, and, you know, I never liked Big Bird. I never liked, I always liked Oscar the Grouch. I think a lot of people kind of <laughs> yeah, identify yeah, with him. Yeah, of course. But so you go from that, you go to Sesame Street, and then what's your next move from there? You love entertainment? Are you already bitten by the bug? Are you already no. writing rhymes at the time? No, I, I, yeah. I, I, after that, like, um, I say I was around Lord Finesse, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that's how I got really introduced to hip hop, being around Finesse in the sense of me actually doing it. Before that, really rock steady, mm -hmm. of course, rock steady and um, Sundance, Zulu Nation, you know, growing up from the Bronx and living in Manhattan and, the, you know, Frosty Freeze and being around all these people, I had no choice. I had to find my own. Right. I was around rock steady. I was around the best breakers mm -hmm. as far as I was concerned. Um, Epic Polk, everyone who also did graph and, you know, like, you know, things of that nature. Um, James Top and everyone doing graph and everyone was the best at whatever they were doing and I needed to find my myself out. So it was through hip hop. And you you did you go to some of the where where even DJ Cool Herc was and, and plugging into the lamp posts and all that, like the parties you hear about? Yes, but where I was at, it was right where I was at. Right. Like, you know, like so like I represent Rocksteady Park. Sure. So yeah, that's the only way it was. People, you know, DJ Louie Lou they would plug up and you name you name the people they know the people i'm talking about right right so if they should so it, you know right there from the start it's beautiful to be there and you, you know? saw the transition cuz before I, I used to do a, a piece on the podcast where I, morgan freeman tells the story of hip hop mm -hmm. and it starts with dean jane coolhark <laughs> 
coming from the Bronx, <laughs> breaking off beats for all to love. But yeah. didn't it? Don't do you see? And you've been there from the from the ground floor on. Mm -hmm. The transition of hip hop, I thought in the beginning, and especially like in the late '70s and the early '80s, it was a couple of things. Number one, it was pride, and it was neighborhood pride. Definitely. But another thing, it was joy of your neighborhood. It wasn't a. It wasn't yeah. a. It wasn't a hateful thing where it's like, I, I think it wasn't until the mid-80s and crack kind of came along that the, the, the streets and the, the horror stories of the streets became to spill into the rhymes in a major way. It seemed like in the earlier 80s, it was more establishing, you know, getting away from disco and having this fun thing. But it seemed like people really started to separate themselves when they yeah. talked about what was going on in the streets. It went from cocaine to crack. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in a quick hurry, too, mm -hmm. didn't it? Because yeah, the cocaine was the yuppie drug where crack was now readily available to yeah, everybody. I guess in my assumption, Studio 54 era, you know, I wasn't there. You know, right. Transition to that, yeah. Especially yeah. The, the effect of, of um, hmm, I guess everyone wanted to be like um, what they were seeing in the films right. at that time. And yeah. You, I mean, we, we all know what it's about. Right. Like, so why switch? Yeah. Well, it's like the late 70s, and, and they had all the, dis the, the disco shit going on, and the Studio 54 in New York yes. was like, you know what, people in other New York neighborhoods were like, fuck that, we live in New York too, we want to have mm -hmm. a party, we want to have a good time, we want to go out and celebrate ourselves, and we can't get past that velvet rope at and Studio it was 54. like you said, hip-hop, everybody had their own little area, and you represented your area, and you had pride in your area, and you went, and it was basically you... You, exp you express yourself to others, and they're at, from their area, and you compare notes. Mm -hmm. And, and you recognize so. styles, and then you call out, you obviously have been in many of, uh, battle raps. You, you, you've served many of people that we would know. Definitely. Uh, and, and there's people that would attest to that, that they've been served by you. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't because <laughs> you know, that would be very... But they know who I am, and I know who they are. But they, it's they it's one of these yeah. things where it's like, you know, I mentioned some names to you before the show started, and, and obviously, you know, there's certain people that rise to the forefront, and as the public, we we see, you know, big names, obviously, like Jay-Z, things mm -hmm. like that. But there's a lot of names that people in hip-hop absolutely know, like you, and, and certain people that matter a whole lot more than guys that we hear about. Um, mm -hmm. But you're not you're not at all a bitter guy. You're the happiest. You're one of the most just chill dudes I've met. You're like I was yeah. there from the beginning. Yeah. I wrote for some superstars, and they didn't even say thanks. Yeah. But you know what? Here I am doing many other things, putting out a triple disc. You know. I've, I've also been blessed to start my own distribution company mm -hmm. at a young age, national, international, like we were discussing, and deal with 400 chain stores in the United States and have. Um, accounts with Baker and Taylor and, and things at a younger age that it means something now moving into a different transition and different um, focus in um, business. Right. You know, but to be able to have that experience, on-hand experience because of circumstances, it, it, I found a blessing in it. So hip-hop has been good to me because it gave me an opportunity to learn business Right. Although, you know, whatever temptations I fell into, you know, outside of hip-hop and things of that nature, whatever. Sure. But hip-hop taught me business. Right. And I'm thankful for it in that sense because now, all these years later, I'm still, I'm still functioning as a human being. Right. You know? I'd and say beyond functioning, you're thriving. Right. Thank you. Say? you. 
But. If you think about like like you talked about, so you know you were you got into rhymes, but then why? It seems like around the mid '80s in New York and uh, Mayor Koch is New York that mm-hmm. there was the, there was the big drug thing, there was the big crack thing. Yes. And then it seems that rappers uh, in the beginning, it's like you sold drugs in order to finance a music career. Definitely. But it seemed like that relationship between drug dealers and rappers became more and more um, uh, the lines were more and more blurred. To even after they made it, they seem to still be now rhyming about drugs. When ultimately it seemed you sold drugs to get out of it but yes. you could never really get away from it could you um yeah you can get away from it yeah yes i have to say that i think that it's all unnecessary and and, and anything can be viewed as a drug or something that someone is dependent on or could be dependent on mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to be something so negative right um i think it's temptation and obviously it's put out there for us to um grab and try to obtain whatever we want to obtain but mm-hmm. I, I respect and I give props to those who have the discipline to stay away from that because it can be obtained in that manner but we have this mentality oh excuse me I had the mentality that it couldn't you need to get it right fast fast um, like fast food basically right so, no it, it, there's ways it don't have to be done I don't I don't want to I don't even want to um, I need people to know that there's there's other ways we can get out of this. But don't you think a lot of people who are successful in drugs can? It's not that they're something to do with their love of drugs. It's something to do with maybe they're business savvy. Maybe they really do understand, you know, how to run a business. Yes, true. But um, when you fully know how to run a business, you know you can do anything. Right. Like that's a widget. All of these are widgets. Anything in here had to be created. So, right. In that sense, it's the same structure. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's just a procedure. I, I'm, I don't know it all, you know, because certain people might just look at me as a failure because of my circumstances mm. and don't understand that I've been blessed mm. for me to be able to still be alive because I was already paralyzed mentally. Right. So physically, it was a reversal. And, and I, I just feel that um, whatever you put your mind to, you can get it accomplished no matter what it is, and you're right that there's a lot of limitations because we haven't been, some of us have not been exposed and had opportunities to know to do other things, but in this day and age and the way technology is, if we use it accordingly and for what we know, mm-hmm. that all of that's supposed to be erased. It's supposed to be, there's no way that that's, that can happen unless we let it. Right. Now, with, with with you getting into music after Sesame Street and then seeing all the drugs going on mm-hmm. in the drug trade, um, obviously you were able to multitask in both until one caught up with you. You were about to go sign your first major record deal, right? Definitely. Okay, and then walk me through what happened after that. I was shot. <laughs> you were shot. Yeah, How many times? Seven. Wow. Um, yeah. Jesus. Ugh. I mean, once was enough. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I've been shot before. But this time, I mean, it really, you know what, it, it's not even about the bullets because, you know, whatever, whatever occurred, occurred, and it was meant to be, it was meant to be, and I say that because I'm, I initiated mm-hmm. things in my, myself. So um, I think it's more about um, um, going on a path I, I needed. I, like it's unfortunate because someone was with me who I cared about, and he lost his life. Mm-hmm. Your brother and, Jay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in regards to that, there's no there's no good way to 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 say that there's a um, 
a blessing from all of this outside of what I'm capable of radiating out to others mm -hmm. because it, it's put it's a position where someone someone has to express that you you know you get you got to step away from the gun you got to step away from the drugs you got to step away from it you got you can't let your ego that that magnetism of the ego pull you toward that because once you're doing you step in the arena you in the arena right and you know what the rules and regulations of the arena is and um, if you continue, you want to be a, a, a fighter in that arena, so be it. Or you can step out the ring and be the owner of the whole tournament. Right. You know, and run it how you deem it fit. Right. So if, you know, I, I don't have the answers, to be honest with you. I just can only speak about the, my flaws and trying to find two of my flaws and explain to the children that it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the appropriate moves that I made. So... So you, you basically, what you're saying, your involvement in this activity merits that kind of danger. And, and, and that's ultimately, you're not looking for retribution to a certain person or one name. You know that you were caught up in some gangster shit, basically. Definitely. And those are the, the casualties of war. Of so course. So there's really, it, it'd almost be like coming back from Iraq and being mad at some Taliban dude who was shooting at you. You know what I mean? It's like, of yeah, course, I, he was out I, for his. I would have to um, assess that accordingly. Because I knew what I was stepping into. So, what does that do for you now? You don't quit. You don't quit hustling, though, do you? After that? Um. Hmm. No. You, you come. You come back to it because yeah. what happens after you're shot and you're, you know, you, now you're paralyzed. You're in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You're comatose. You've been on Sesame Street. You've spit rhymes and you've sold drugs. Mm -hmm. The regular workforce doesn't have a whole lot to offer you, do they? Definitely. When you come back out. Definitely. And so you have to go back to the one thing that's been. Rewarding. No, I didn't. Well, have you don't to. have to. I chose sure, to. you chose to go. You chose the the path to go back to the one thing that's rewarded you monetarily, um, or, or one of the well, actually, one of the three things that's rewarded you monetarily. You're a little I too think, old for Sesame Street. I think I didn't care about myself. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care. I was numb. I was already paralyzed. I'm numb. So emotions is numb. You know, when that go, everything go. You don't. You you, human life. You right. know the way you. You value things. It, right. it, it's a, it, it, you have to learn that again. You have to learn everything. It, in my opinion, you know, I, I've been in this, a certain specific environment for for a specific amount of time that I I chose to be. People know me. Mm -hmm. I push through all throughout Manhattan and New York, and everyone know me. Right. You know, like, and they know so love. You know, even my enemies love me. That's yeah. how I see it because they know I'm New York. I'm part of Manhattan and. I am who I say I am, and I've done what I said I've done. Right. And I show love to people, and people show love to me. You know, it's, it ain't about trying to be the toughest dude in the world. I am not the toughest. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the cutest. I'm not the the richest. I'm. I learn. I learn to take the energy of others and absorb it and use it to my benefit to get through the day. Right, and you've yeah. had hell of a day. You've had many hells, hells of a day. And, and every day is beautiful. Right, that's how I feel. Even, even, no matter, no matter what I have to go through. No and, matter. And so after after being shot, obviously you were yes. initially you were blind and deaf. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and without sensation all over, like you were definitely you, paralyzed, neck down. What What happens when you come to? Do you know what happened immediately? Do you remember I was shot? Do you, or it felt like it was the same, all was the same day for me. You know, to be honest, coming out, I I mean, I was at the at the scene. You know, things of that nature. They, you know, 
I, I went out, came back, got in the um, ambulance, you know, went on my little journey, came to the hospital, and it was a different life, you know? Right. I mean, you know, there was conversation all throughout that time, but, you know, that's off record. Yeah, well, yeah. You know? So, you know, I, I don't really talk too much about it. This is the most I've really spoken about it in that sense. But, um... It's, it's experience because I didn't get, it was like, look, I, I knew I already had the mind state. I'm ready to die. So right. obviously you would have to know that because um, what I stepped into, how would you not know that? It's real. So, right. And whatever you have to do, you have to do when you step in that arena. So um, it was really about being paralyzed. I never expected that. That was that was. Uh, yeah, I would imagine when you're coming to and certain things start to come back and more and more comes back, you're probably thinking, well, my body just has to restart itself. Or well, definitely. And you, you know, but I thought that from, I, I got I get I have bullet ricochet in my head, so you know, like it, it it's to the point where the, my body had to go through a lot. Right. Uh, and I put my body through a lot, but at the same time, I put my body in that situation, so. First, I had to, um, my body and my mind had to come back in tune with each other because there has to be a lot of forgiveness from within before you can even deal with the outer. Yeah. You know, you, your, your journey becomes within. Yeah. When you can't feel outer, right. what else is there to do? And, and then you were, uh, the doctor said you initially wouldn't have any sensation. You were, Definitely. now you've been classified, it was T4, I think is the, yes, the, the medical term. Correct. And, um, <laughs> and that is what, from the fourth down, you, yes. you and, but you still have sensation even throughout. Yes, um, at the particular moment, I can feel all in my toes. My feelings are all totally back. And what, um, what, was your, what was your experience with the physical therapy and that kind of thing? Because I know, was, number one, that's expensive. Definitely. <laughs> it was, it was, um, Draining. I mean, obviously it's draining, but my physical therapy became pushing through New York. I pushed from from LES to the Bronx and back. Right. You know, I pushed all throughout. I pushed everywhere. Yeah. I don't. Lower East Side mm-hmm. to the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and then you, you know, I know a lot of people, especially I, I, I've known girls who've moved to New York. Out here, I push. People say I push. I've, I've pushed like 16 miles. I parked a few blocks away, and I think I passed <laughs> you on the way. <laughs> but uh, I know girls who've moved to New York, you know, chunky girls, and got thin because they had to hop it everywhere, you know. <laughs> New York could kick your ass. I, the feeling in New York to me is always, especially on that island, it's like if you're going to be on that island, you gotta you got to move. you got to move. Shit Definitely. Moves. You know, I always yes. say the difference between New York and L.A. is L.A. is four million people getting in each other's way and eight million people in New York leaving each other the fuck alone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, 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 it's like the I, art of getting out of each other's way is, is down to a science there. I, Here, I love like, L.A., though. L.A.'s been good to me. 75 yeah. degrees every day. You can't beat that I mean, shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's always people always bring up the weather, which is something, but... I mean, on the up and up, it's been good. What do you think? I mean, uh, well, other than the weather, but what do you think about, you know, now we've talked about, uh, obviously, uh, what I seem to be the next chapter in your life is after, you know, you were shot. And then you had your long uh, jail sentence or prison sentence. Or so. It yes. wasn't jail. You didn't go up to <laughs> Sing Sing or you, you went up to prison. I've been through all Yeah, there. you've been all through. <laughs> you've been to Rikers. Sing, can't go. No, no, no I, I didn't. I was further up. Okay. And you were federal, too. Yes. So we're going to talk about your charges. Let's go ahead and open that up, and then when Mm. we get back from the break, we'll get real deep into it. And then we're going to talk all music from then on, because I think you and I were jabbing a little bit about um, what we both kind of like and what we don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, We won't call any of these niggas out on the air, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But we'll just wink and nod when we talk about suckers. But let's go ahead and talk about, because I heard a fascinating story 
about you and, and while you were in prison. First, if we can talk about what you were incarcerated for. Um, distribution of narcotics and sales of narcotics. Okay, and, and this was in, in, in Manhattan? Conspiracy. It, no, this was in Manhattan. Okay, this was yeah. somewhere in, in, on, on the globe, we'll yeah, say. We'll definitely. just leave it at that. We don't need details. Right. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you find that you're engaged in the narcotics and, and um, uh, you know, certain various kinds of narcotics. I don't know mm -hmm. what kind. But now you find yourself. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And the unfortunate reality about crack is even though it's. Oh, not that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. No. I was like, it's, don't, don't sell that because they'll put yeah. you in prison for a light weight of nothing. Yeah. Right. It's so, it's so it's, racist. It's, yeah. it's no, no, they don't even. It, no, it's, no one cares. It's about the the vibration, the the behind the, the whatever is considered the offense. It doesn't even matter anymore. We can try to sell lemonade on the corner mm -hmm. and not have a license, and they'll probably give us life now. Oh, right. So, I I mean, I yeah, it's bad. Period. Right. You know, you shouldn't do it anyway. But I think sometime, you know, like obviously, um, no one is at fault all the way up to whatever the structure you want to go to, you right. know? It's no one is innocent. And all, none of the players are innocent, so right. it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, continue. I, I apologize. No, no, no. So, so what I was catching up to is, so now you, you, you've, you found yourself in a federal prison. Yeah. Um, and no, then, no, 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 state. In a state prison, mm -hmm. but you found yourself on, on, on major charges. Yeah. Uh, narcotics. And so what was your sentence originally? 15 to life. Yes. Correct. Yes. And then you didn't do 15, did you? No. You didn't do you life, reduced, did you? No. You got reduced to what? Yes, four years to life. Uh, four years to life. And yes. how, how much time did you do total? I did the four. You did the four. Yes. And then you got out. Okay. Yes. And then how come you were able to get out early? Tell us about that. Uh, because I had to put a lawsuit against the state of New York in regards to me um, in certain programs and that I was eligible for. So in regards to them releasing me. That was part of the condition, and I got released because I got certain charges that were ghost charges dropped and things to that nature. Mm -hmm. And it had a lot to do with um, inf influential people in regards to helping me. Get Can we talk law. about influential people such as yourself? You learned law and got yourself. Your, I mean, look, I know you said you didn't do it alone, but you mm -hmm. took the time. I was telling him earlier before we went on air, I would spend my better time in prison either trying to escape we're doing push-ups. There's a great deal of it crying too. Right? Yeah. You know, but, it's funny. But 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 reading, you know, and educating yourself on how to get out of it. This guy, this man went to the law library, I would imagine, and decided to learn law and get a sentence reduced drastically because there was a bunch of trumped-up charges on, on on to add to what you actually did. Uh, out of the four years, I was in solitary confinement for two and a half years. Wow. So. Huh. Oh. I, I, and we were not even we were denied at times even one hour of recreation. So we we didn't even get one hour of recreation. So out of that, I spent the rest of my time just like being what they considered me a pain in the ass. You were you were originally ma uh, maximum security, and then they kind of yeah. lightened up after showing good behavior. Definitely, you work your way down. Right, and then you get out. And then you ended up. Getting, if I'm not mistaken, a, a drum machine even while you're there. You were yeah, allowed to, everybody's correct. allowed to have an instrument, but yeah. you, you you weren't completely alone in isolation. Were no, you? I had. You snuck that drum yes, machine in, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> making beats in the <laughs> in the, in the dark. The beats going. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. All right, we're going to take a break right now. We are, we're joined by MF Grimm. And you know what? Also, my, my, my one of my hey. main men, Chris Burns, <laughs> yeah. is with us. So sorry, I forgot to introduce you. I was so starstruck. Peace, I was, uh, my main man and soon to be house DJ. Uh, join us. We'll be right back.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream.com. The food in your grocery store comes with an expiration date, but the hard drive in your computer doesn't. Without warning, your computer could crash, and you could lose your files forever. Are your files backed up right now and ready to survive a crash? They will be if you have automatic online backup from Carbonite. Plans for home and small business start at just $59 a year. Start your free trial at Carbonite.com with offer code PROTECT and get two bonus months with purchase. Carbonite.com. Offer code PROTECT. Stop just dreaming about a brighter future. Go after it. If you're a technical thinker with the ambition to pursue your education, look to a leader in technology education. ITT Technical Institute. Call 1-800-741-5123. ITT Tech teaches skills and knowledge that can be used to pursue entry-level careers in our technology-driven culture. And ITT Tech is geared towards helping students pursue their goals. Instruction is designed to include practical, hands-on applications. For most full-time students, classes meet just three days a week, which can help make it easier for you to work and meet the other demands of life. Would pursuing a technology-related education align with your personal goals? Then call for an ITT Tech brochure at 1-800-741-5123. Call ITT Tech at 1-800-741-5123. Classes are forming now, so call ITT Tech, 1-800-741-5123. Does your car smell like... You need scent bomb. Does your house smell like... Get some scent bomb. Does the bathroom smell like... Get some scent bomb. Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb. My mum always says hard work never hurt anybody. Good advice as usual. So we worked very hard to make Geico.com very easy. Say you want to report a claim and follow its progress. You can do it all online at geico.com. Not to mention perhaps saving a tidy sum of money on your car insurance. All it takes is a few clicks. So visit geico.com today. Oh, and Mum, if you're listening, yes, I did wash behind my ears this morning. Gift-giving can be stressful. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and the list goes on. Don't let your next special date sneak up and catch you unprepared. You're just a click away from the perfect gift at RedEnvelope.com. RedEnvelope.com has always been the place online to find extraordinary, one-of-a-kind gifts. But now it's even better with hundreds of amazing gifts. Whether it's cool gadgets or awesome sports stuff for him or a customized piece of jewelry for her, you'll find it all at RedEnvelope.com. Fast, easy, and perfect. What more could you ask for? How about 20% off? 
off everything. Plus our signature red gift box, free. Okay, done. Just go to redenvelope.com and enter promotion code HURRY at checkout. No one needs to know how easy it was for you to find such a great gift. That's our little secret. You can even schedule that special gift delivery weeks in advance. But hurry, this deal won't last forever. So go to redenvelope.com right now and enter promotion code HURRY at checkout to get 20% off everything. Plus our signature red gift box, free. Go to redenvelope.com, code HURRY. That's redenvelope.com, promo code HURRY. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Uh, I forget about that stupid thing. It's still playing. Dun, 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 dun. Music your parents would listen to. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to What's Good, because today is definitely a good day. I'm joined by my friends, and I call them my friends because they are my friends. Uh, we are having a very good time today. We are talking to M.F. Grimm, also known as, or really known as Percy Carey. Carey, Carey. Peace. Peace and love. And we were talking to a man who's lived an extraordinary life. So extraordinary, in fact, I'm like out of breath from just hearing the first half of it. Nigga, we ain't even got to the second half yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're about to get to the fun part because it's almost like, you know, the life side and the death side in a way. We have, gotcha. we, we have, we have a tale of two Percy's, if you will. You know, um, uh, a Gemini, too. So. And he's a Gemini, so there you go. Um, we, we, we've heard, we started with Sesame Street and we moved on to the um, Elm Street. The Elm Street. I like that. I was looking for a nice, because you know how they have those political ones, like you know, like Obama's like eh, from Wall Street to eh, eh, whatever street. I, I was looking for a nice, uh, a nice simile like that, but I think we found it from Sesame Street to Elm Street. But um, we, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about you being shot seven times. I that's uh, fucking incredible. I was shot three times when I was sixteen. Oh yeah, you were shot before that. So you were shot once in nineteen ninety four. And then uh, also when you were 16, you were born in 72, so that would have been 86. Yeah, right. correct. Wow. Jeez. And then... I shot three times, my wrist, stomach, knee. And the amazing part is is how peaceful a man you are. You know what I mean? Like, I get cut off on the freeway. I'm, like, I'm going to find him. Right. I mean, I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to hurt his kids. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they deserve to die. I start thinking some Charles Bronson shit when someone wrongs me. You've been Charles shot. Charles Bronson is cool. Mr. Majestic. You know what I mean? Like, I start, I start thinking some Charlie Bronson shit. Then I remind myself, no. no. But you're honestly, you exude peace and love, and you don't exude bitterness, which a lot of fucking people do. Well... It's not, I mean, it's, death is, it can be final. You can come back from it, but, you you know. And boy, did you. You were clinically dead. But, yeah, so, you know, you kind of, like, appreciate it. Yeah. Or if if you don't, you appreciate it for others. Like, you know, I have a lot of people that rely on me. I have a lot of people that look up to me. Mm -hmm. And and, and I have a responsibility to them. Right. So, whether... So that's where my focus is, you know? It, it, it's like their energy is my energy. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I can't even take credit for everything. But. So when you, you know, last before we went to the break, we were talking about you sneaking a drum machine into isolation with mm -hmm. you because, you know, a lot of guys can lose their mind in that kind of place or you can, you know. Find your mind. Find your mind. Yeah. You know, there's. The, the center of your mind. There's a big, um, the, the, the Buddhists believe in, in, in meditation, obviously, in Eastern philosophy, where you can, you know, you can never be a prisoner. Your physical world is just your physical world. Mm -hmm. it's, it's up here what they can't take away. Yes. To the point where you could even begin to transcend that mind and, and leave it, you know, leave the astral body, as it were. Well, see, I, I had like kind of a head start, so because it felt like I was a in a prison inside of a prison inside of a prison, mm -hmm. because I was paralyzed, I was in prison, and I was in solitary confinement. So, right. It's like, really? 
That's a lot compounded. I never even thought about that. So it's, it's that. That's all a test from within. It's right. Like okay. And so you're in there, and then are you writing? Are you coming up with beats? Are you? Are no, you, I, yeah, beats. I, at that point, I just was messing with beats. I didn't even want to write. Right. I didn't write my whole time inside. But you I still moved almost thirty thousand units before going in and writing mm. and recording something in twenty four <laughs> hours, and you're your own distributor. How did you do that in prison in a wheelchair in a dark room with no light on and no window, no candle, and nobody even walking by for a week? Very careful. I mean, you're fucking magic, <laughs> Jesus. He's a he's a magic man and a, 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 and a quiet man. A lot of a lot of envelopes. Yeah. yeah I, I create. I turned the whole. Oh, I turned the whole place into an office. Oh my God! I I, 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 I it made helped me as interns and I, I taught people business. And it was great. Yeah, he had an intern in prison. So while he's not just um, distributing his, well, his his record worldwide, <laughs> you know, he's he's distributing his record worldwide. He's 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 working on a new album and he's got new beats. Oh, and by the way, he learned law to get himself a reduced sentence because nigga, no. this record's got to get heard. Listen, listen, let me explain something. Okay. Um, maybe out of five minutes out of most of the people time in prison, they did something wrong. But these are the same people that they were. They have brilliant minds. Some of them are mathematicians, scientists, um, surgeons. I've met brilliant people in all aspects, and they just made they made the mistake of their life, and they're in there. Mm -hmm. But there's people in there that can run Fortune 500 companies better than whoever's running them right now. So right. I I had opportunity to be around, among some of the greatest minds that this world will never get to meet. Right. Cause and it, absorbed that, and they told me I had a way out. And they're like, yo, you have a responsibility, man. Don't come back here. Right. There's a gentleman you know? in particular, right? That, that, that. Well, definitely um, Jerry Rosenberg. Mm -hmm. He was very influential to showing me the law and how to get out. Mm -hmm. um, there were several people that were locked up that helped me, but definitely Jerry. Jerry taught me that you had to remain focused if you wanted to get out mm -hmm. and um, not – you know, worry about playing cards and things of that nature. Not saying, you know, because you need cards. And, sure. You know, for people in there, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, I understand. It's just that to get out, you also not, they also, they also understand that you have to be on the opposite side, inside of the books. And, right. And it's a certain discipline that is not um, enforced. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, others, you, you get praised for that, you know, like, the, the guards will give you cookies if you're playing basketball, maybe, or something, or if you're good at that. But nobody's going to give you nothing right. if you're over there in the law book trying to figure out how to get out. Right. Except you become a pain in the ass, and that's what they assumed, that's what they titled me as. A pain in the ass. Definitely. Or, or, or also known as someone who maximized their time spent in prison. Definitely. You know, for, for the better. Because yeah. I've, 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 any, any prison I was in, you know, the brothers knew I always had their back. They had mine. Mm -hmm. And I made a change in every prison I went to. And they would just move me to different prisons. Wow. He's so actually making me want to go to prison. I know. It sounds like <laughs> a, <laughs> well, say his productivity. Yeah. It sounds amazing. like you walk away with a, a law degree and a complete, like, right. peaceful understanding of the world. I feel like I'm talking to the Dalai Lama. No, right I, I also saw a lot of people die. Yeah, so I'm sure it was. Yeah. I know. I, I guess we're that? leaving. I guess we're leaving murders. that part out of it. I, 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 I'm just. I'm just thinking of episodes of Oz that gave me nightmares. <laughs> right, right, right. See, Oz. I'm, That's a joke, right? You were like Oz. That was like Saved by the Bell. Probably it was no, probably you, not real. No, nah, you know, I, I really don't know about Oz. You know, peace to HBO. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like HBO, but um, 
there, there's a lot of civilized people in in, in prison. Well, that's and what there's you're good saying. People, there's good people, whether they're locked up mm-hmm. or officers too. Not everybody, not everyone's bad, right? You know, and brothers know what I'm talking about. There's mm-hmm. people in there that do care. That's their job, and they're trying to maintain. But then there's other people who step over the line. Right. And I've been around all of them. Right. And there's, 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 so you're saying there's people who actually believe in corrections and believe in law enforcement and got into that for that help to see maybe somebody do better with themselves. Definitely. And then there's others who got into it because they're bullies and they need to. Without question. They want to hurt somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so through all that, you know, you get your, your prison sentence reduced to four years. You get out. What do you do when you get out? Because now you've been out since uh, almost nine years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2000 or almost 10 years, I, 2000. I got back to day by day. You got back to day by day. Yeah, yes. You had plans, though, when you got out, right? Definitely. And I'd one of them was not going back to the, to, to the gangster life? Definitely. Well, that's because my when I was in prison, my grandmother passed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And her passing, I, I felt, I was, I mean, well, I was already, I was really embarrassed. I thought I was a gangster, everything else. I didn't care about nothing after that. But when my grandmother passed away, I, I felt like, like nothing because... The la- her last memory of me is her grandson's locked up. You know, mm-hmm. that's that wasn't the, you know, my people, my ancestors was hung and, you know, was killed to read and write and things. Right. You know, people fought for us to get to a specific, um, certain class degree. in life and certain things yes. that we take for granted yeah. that that they fought for and and, and, for. and you know, my my grandmother she she couldn't read or write. You know, so. Um, I'm sitting up here thinking I'm so smart and I'm this and that and you know I'm locked up and she passed away everything she went through all you know like I felt it in my DNA my DNA just clicked in like what are you doing mm-hmm. you know and I was embarrassed so I decided I said I would never I would never sell drugs ever again I don't care what I go through right it's not worth it and you didn't need to either you, you've, you've done quite fine not selling drugs actually you've probably done quite better not um, selling drugs yes Yes, you know, because there's not there's not people gonna even if someone doesn't like your song, they're not gonna mm-hmm. shoot you over it. No, they will. Shoot yeah, you well, some might. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but it's, it's like real, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that track you put out, homie. <laughs> yeah. I like the beat though, but you gonna die. You never know. Um, wait, wait, people are weird out there. I get, I still get death threats once a week. Um, so <laughs> from your jokes. Yeah, from yeah, my jokes. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna kill you. I laughed at it, but I'm gonna still kill you, man. <laughs> Um, so you get out though, and, the, and, and I think the greatest thing is now is 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 what, what. So after you've studied law and you've made music in prison, you also now get out, and what do you have? You have a, a, a graphic novel, don't you? Actually, I should say an autobiography. Yeah, autobiography. People about graphic novels, they get so mad about it, but I, it, it's a graphic novel. It's a graphic Let's novel. Let's call it that. Please it is what it is, right? Me, and it's called me. Sentences, and that came yeah. out with. Um, um, Vertigo, DC Comics. Through DC Comics and Vertigo. Yeah. And uh, Sentences is, it, like, like I said, we'll call it a graphic novel because it is. If you look yeah. at the, some of the pictures, I should, I don't know, my engineer's gone. I was going to queue it up. Um, if you look at the pictures, but it tells it tells everything from basically what we've talked about from 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time till yes. now. Yes. It talk, but it tells it in illustrations. Definitely. And how did you get to decide to do this? What what prompted you to want to do this? Did they approach you to do it? You know, wh- uh, where did that was, come from? I was approached by a, a f- Someone I consider a friend. Now mm-hmm. you know he works that he worked at DC Comics at the time, mm-hmm. and I approached about um, I wanted to do something on Batman, okay, and Superman, you know, right? And he was like, "Why don't you just write about yourself?" And I'm yeah, like, 
no. I'm like, it's, that's boring. I want to write about Batman, you know? And he was like, look, if you do something on yourself, I'll, I'll work on getting you to, you know, write for whatever signature characters you want to. Right. So I said, all right, fuck it. Fuck it? Yeah. And did it. And I just did it. And it, and it, was, and it turned out great, didn't it? Yeah, I was nominated for a lot of awards, and I won a lot of awards, and it got me agencies, CAA, and, you know, whatever. Um, but isn't that yeah. amazing, though? Yeah, another I mean, chapter almost unrelated to previous chapters, but in a way it is. It summarizes previous chapters, but who would have ever thought that you would, if I came to you in 1986 yeah, you and said, hey, uh, you know, you're going to have a graphic novel, you're going to be sitting with a guy on a podcast wearing an Empire Strikes Back shirt, a G.I. <laughs> Joe t-shirt, and you're going to be loving life, and you're going to be one friendly dude. What would you say to me? I would tell you to go back to 1975 when I was five years old, and yeah. I saw it all, that I could do anything I put my mind to. You showed that early on. You didn't just, I, and I think I heard you say, you didn't just want to be on Sesame Street. You didn't care to be on it. You wanted to run it. Yeah. I wanted to be the program director. You, want, you wanted to be I the program director. I went back to school and they were all questioning me, like, how did you, how, you know, what time it came on TV? And, mm -hmm. um, how did it get on TV? And I, I was just amazed, like, damn, how did it get on TV? You seem to be somebody who obviously always wants to go back to the source of information, Definitely. not just like secondhand, firsthand. You want to go back to, the, you know, either the very pers person who said it or the very person who wrote it. Yes. Um, we were talking about that before. The, the You know, everything is derivative of something. And, and, and going back to all that, like Sesame Street, don't you think that just kind of encapsulates the MC though, the master of ceremonies? Yes. You always want to run things, yeah, don't you? And, definitely. And, and don't you know when you run things, they go according to how you want them to go? Yes. You can delegate responsibility. You can find somebody who can speak your language. But at the end of the day, it seems you wanted to be, you know, Big Bird's boss. Definitely. But see, also at the same time, in order to be um, a leader, you have to learn. So I had to learn from others to lead. Mm -hmm. So I've been blessed to be around <clears throat> great leaders in all different aspects of life. And you seem to be known w enough to take their advice, too, at certain points. Uh, be it the, the, the fellow in prison who, who advised you down the right way or certain rappers that yes. you came up with. When you were coming up you know, in New York and around the time in the mid-'80s when you know, the, the Boogie Down Bronx, BDP, and, and, and MC Shen, everybody, all the beefs were happening, and you were in the mix. You were right at, the, you were you were chewing up everybody in the freestyle battles, weren't you? Um, yeah, yeah. You were you were afraid. You were somebody they were afraid to have to deal with. Weren't Definitely. You? Yeah, and, and, and a lot of big names too. Of course, we won't name them niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But talk about that, going back to the day. Do you like that? Did I've, you get off I've on battled, that? I battled. That's all I used to do is battle. Anybody know me? I used to be at 89.9 waiting to battle. battle every Just day. waiting by the phone going, somebody call. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even at the phone. At the front door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would just show up there yeah, to I'm try there. to battle. Yeah. I love that. That See, to me, it was always about what are the, they, they talk about the five elements of hip-hop and battling. It's just such an important component that yeah. a lot of dudes like to stray away from, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it comes a point where you, you have to make a decision. I mean, honestly, I, I think I had to make that decision. I wanted to be able to create songs. I didn't want to just go around and just battle everybody right. and just prove, I mean, something now to me is superficial after a while. Mm -hmm. Like, really? Come yeah. on now. What else are you going to do? Right. It's a bit egotistical after a while. To yes, keep in, to my, in my opinion, you know, because it's a sport. It's like boxing. So. Some people you know, want to find out how far they can take themselves rather than take other people. I, I think it's life after boxing. What mm -hmm. are you going to do after that? You yeah. know? How, how can you, can you, 
I think it's it's better to be in touch with your with your emotions whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know, and or your creativity. Just be able to expand outside of what one might consider normal. Right. You well, know? you're always you are open minded. You have you know you're always listening for a new sound. You are always observant. You're like that mm-hmm. guy who can sit back and learn the job. You'll probably have my job next week. You know, you, I can tell you're learning. They're like, yeah, he goes there. He's looking you know, at the headphones. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's a guy who takes notes, and you don't say much either if, unless it's pulled well, out of you. I like that about you. You got that well, that code about you because that's the thing. It's like, you know, we, 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 we've talked about the past, and we've swept over it because it's like at the end of the day, what's done is done. And you don't need to talk about certain people anymore. You've shown that you're at peace now. But you've made these rhymes, and it's even evident in the battling thing where it's like, I can do it, but I don't need to, you know? Well, at the time, I needed to because I thought that was the only way. Well, see, obviously, when we first started, that's the way you would come in. You had to. Like, the first, I came up under, like, Just Ice and King Sun, and, you know, I had no choice. I remember I told Just Ice I wanted to be MC. He told me, hey, Nah, you gotta spit. You know he he had to hear me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to spit. He was like, "All right, you're MC." Yeah, you had know? to showcase for them right I, there. It was it was different ways. You know, it was you had to battle. I battled everyone who I had to go against. Mm-hmm. I battled all of them, and that's that's the way you knew who other people were. You you heard about their name from a different um, state. You know, whether it be Jersey or borough, different borough. Yeah, and that you. You got known off of your name by being heard, not by being seen, right? Not by um, collaborations. Sure, it was about you. It was just like war. It was a grassroots thing, and it the, was a the, beautiful type of war. And it carried over because I, yeah. I mean, guys even still like Schoolie D and like out of Philly, like there was guys that were yeah. you, you were hearing about from other like I was hearing about Schoolie D, you know, as a little kid. And, you know, I shouldn't have heard about him, but I was. It was like the cream was rising to the top in certain instances, and especially with the battling thing. But we talked about now guys who are pretty commercial, commercially successful, like Jay Z and, and and Nas. I always liked Nas a lot, and I always felt like. Um, you know, his first album, Illmatic, is considered in a lot of circles one of the greatest hip-hop albums from beginning to end. I was saying earlier, there's no real jam on there that jumps off the page, but there's a lot of real mellow hits. But listening to you and listening to a lot of guys and understanding the hip-hop history, I, I hear a lot of similarities in certain things, and you can tell you're from the, the same areas. You went around the same areas? I mean, he's a Queens guy. Yeah, I'm he's from, from her, her town. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a Queensbridge guy, but you guys obviously went to some of the same battles. You knew some of the same guys. Mm-mm. You never Nas did? Nas has never been to a battle I've been to. Nas has never been to a battle? No, I don't know. Or he heard you were there and didn't want to go? No. Listen, <laughs> I don't. If Nas was in the ba- battle circuit, I'm not aware of it. Oh, I mean, he wasn't in it at all? Not I'm aware of. Oh, he, I've, I've, I've been in battles. I've been in battle for world supremacy I right he wasn't in it he wasn't in it I'm, I'm just telling you facts the beefs and then him and jay-z got into it but then the beefs start cooking and you have beefs of your own but you seem like you've settled every beef and you squashed every beef or they they're you were never beefing with them it seems like seems like they would be from you say the doom thing what's are, 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 are we uh, bring family. us up to speed on doom and i think he's famous it seems like he is because you bring a smile to your I, face yes he does because he I, I mean i got nothing but love for doom and his family mm-hmm. i love his sons and i love his family we've been through a lot right you know? it's, it's just unfortunate how things got so exposed and mm-hmm. uh, you know that's rightfully my fault so you know to a de- to a degree it's my fault i right. could have i could um contain what I needed to contain out of that situation a little better but you know it was emotional right so 
it got released. But back to like Jay Z for a minute right. and all of them. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean, if they got beef with me, they know how to get to me. I right. Don't, I don't hide. Right. You know, I don't have no beef with none of them. Right. I like to see them prosper. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a shame that you know a lot of people aren't together putting their money together. I was just thinking about. Um, I just got put on, really, believe it or not, just the cricket. And I've, I've just realized there's no, like, there's no real representation of cricket mm-hmm. in, in the United States. <laughs> right, you know? right. Like, and it's like, damn. I, I, I went to the point, I went to the, to the um, United States America Cricket Association. I went, went online and stuff, and, and, and there was an application for the CEO. So I wanted. I called and I tried to find out. To I was, be a CEO of cricket, yeah, yo, I mean, yo, because I mean, cricket's like, a big really, deal. It's a I big mean, deal. I mean, but really, it, it it didn't work out because you know you need certain qualifications. Sure. But, but there's nobody interested. I'm like, that's kind of like crazy to me because. Well, anyway, I, I I'm saying that because there's a lot of people that just travel the world and they're very influential. Right. And they have the ways and the means to do something as simple as create something like cricket for kids in the urban communities and teach them something mm-hmm. that can probably bring them outside of this world and, and have a world embrace them in certain ways without have to be about selling crack or hustling or this or that or that. And, you know, there's so many just little things like that. You never know. So, right. Things that can get exposed to you that you otherwise might not have known about. Exactly. So, you know, I, I'm, that's where I'm at, you know, like, but beefing with MCs and stuff like that, nah, I'm not into it. They, they won. Right. They can have it. They can have, <laughs> they it. Can have it. Exactly. Yeah. The beef isn't cooking yeah. over here. Yeah. They that's just blowing that. my mind. I'm thinking about the, the cover to the MF EP where yeah. you and Doom were playing chess. I'm just thinking, like, yeah. if you're oh, the one in the park? Yeah. If yeah. you're playing cricket instead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. <laughs> I like the sound. I, I, coming think, up with I, I, I think um, if it was up to me, I would get all the brothers together and we put together a hip hop cricket. Teams. I like that. I, like, you, you, know, know, you know, it's cricket. It was, I think, the biggest, the most world, globally televised event or tuned into event ever was uh, over a billion people t- tuned into the semifinals of a cricket match between India and Pakistan. Really? It's the most heavily te- televised sport ever because people were like, well, I'm in the jungle, like a, a fight. They think right, a fight or right. soccer. It was like, no, it was a cricket. It was a semifinal match. It wasn't even a, the finals. It was wow. semifinals between India and Pakistan. I think it was like a year ago. It was like a, a, bi- a one point something billion tuned wow. in. Because, you know, people are like, American Idol, 40 million tuned in. I'm talking 1.2 billion tuned in. You know, I, I, and, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm very competitive to a degree. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think it's a shame that on the world level that there's, we're not competing on the world level like that. But at the same time, you know, I'm a, I'm a Nick fan living mm-hmm. in L.A. You know how that is? Yeah, that's got to be pretty bad. <laughs> but it, it shows I got strength. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> no, it, why? why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not by me. No, yeah. but, but, but my thing is, is that why would anyone be mad at me for being a Nick mm-hmm. fan? You would be because surprised. If, no. You, the, you got the greatest team there is. The Lakers. Yeah, no, nobody can be mad here. You know who can be mad, though? Only thing you can say is, like, he's a real New Yorker. That's, <laughs> what, what else could you say? Right. The only person who would ever be mad is if you were in Indiana during the 93, I think, uh, uh, yeah, when go. the Reggie Miller time. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the only time New York Knicks were hated because of Spike Lee. It was Spike exactly. Lee. Yeah, exactly. Even the Knicks were hating Spike at the time. They're like, shut the fuck up. Right. You Please. let this man go off. Please. Spike, Spike's my friend. I love Spike Lee. I still, well, number 69. Uh, well, I, I love a Spike Lee movie. Uh, no. do the Spike right thing. Lee, you know he Heavy personally. His last he, film. 
He personally put yeah. my song easy, in New Jersey Drive. Yeah. Um, emotions. It's called Emotions by Dr. Butcher. In New Jersey Drive? Yes. He was on his way to a Nick game, and they stopped him in Spike. You know, we have this song we want you to hear. He took the time out, listened. He said, I want that. Boom. And then he ran off to the game. And, you know, so I'm, I'm thankful for him. You sound like you've had a salty experience I, I with was, Mr. No, Lee. I, not personally. Huh? Why didn't you not like personal. me, Candace? Huh? What'd I do to you? <laughs> huh? I was a fan of his films until the last two that I saw. It'll okay. uh, be easy on my alumni. Now. You know, that happens. Yeah. We've opened more Yeah, he's, he's more else. That happens a lot, though, I, I think, with a lot of filmmakers. Don't you kind of like M. Night Shyamalan? I fell off his That's shit. That's true. That's true. But no, I mean, I went to his last film with, uh, with Gerard. We walked out. Really? Uh, Red Hook Summer. It was that bad. Mm. It was. I mean, we go to films so we can riff and clown on them, and yeah. the movie was so bad that it just. It was it that bad. Our spirit. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, um, I can't even be funny right now. Well, let, let me. No, I didn't. I won't lie. I did not see it, so <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. You know, it I'll sounds like out. nobody no. saw it. I was like, I don't even I still love Do the Right Thing. That was 1989. That's uh, oh, yeah. one of AFI's top 100 movies. It's number 69, actually, and, and well deserved because it's a 12 hours show. Tell a story in 12 hours is an amazing thing to do. But we're going to have to have more time to have you back on. Would you be willing to come back on again? Sure. Because I, I, I would love to be able to tell you what I'm up to. Yeah, because I want to. Well, we're not quite done yet. I want you to tell me, take the rest of the time to tell me what you're up to. But we're going to have to have you to come back some more and some more and some more and probably five or six more times. No problem. All right, cool. So tell That'd me what cool. you're up to right now. Bring us to current current speed. Okay. Um, I work with a company called Arch Enemy Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And we're doing original content over at USA Today. We're about to do original content every day um, in regards to, you know, comics, things to that nature. Right. Um, that's starting shortly, which is great. Still the number one magazine in the United States. Nice. Um, and actually, just recently working with Universal, going to get a show at Universal. Oh, there you go. Show. Oh, cool. What is it going to be? Um, it's going to be on hip hop and culture. Yeah? Yeah. I like and that. And you're going to be there. Yeah, good. I was going to say, am I invited? Yeah, of course. <laughs> cool. You know, so, I mean, outside of that, um, Music. I'm back in music. I'm I'm working on several albums. Mm -hmm. I got a good sound. I got. I'm with a good producer. You know, I'm Dressar Monumental, and you can check him out at hiphopbattlefield.com. Just to let you know, hiphopbattlefield.com. Yes, Go to that. correct. And um, we have a a, um, a mixtape coming out called Good Morning Vietnam. Which should be out shortly before this year's over. I like that. And, and, and are you guys gonna? Are, are you, you're distributing it, right? Do you put it on iTunes? No, as well? I, actually, this one. Um, I'm not sure about the methods of distribution. We have, we have um, different methods to use, and we're just trying to see which one is going to be according. But yeah, iTunes. Actually, um, I have like original. I have deals for original content with Hulu, Netflix. Oh, cool. You know, Amazon demand, on demand. So the, basically, you're still a renaissance man, still doing yeah, many yeah. things and governing each one very um, well. Um, yes, yes, sir. You're going to have to I tell us. I just recently did a party for, for um, Stan Lee, which was great. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Stan Lee. We're working with Stan Lee closely. That is awesome. Wow. Well, I'm not going to cut you off here, but we are going to wrap it up. It has okay. been an absolute pleasure to have it was a pleasure being here, you man. on here with us. Thank you are you. a member of the family. It's so good to Thank have you, you here on What's Good, where we talk about old school hip-hop and everything that matters. Peace, L.A. Yeah, peace. And you know what? He loves L.A. He's here now, and yeah. unless the Knicks are playing. I love Cali. Yeah, yeah I, Cali. I, go, I go with the Knicks, but I, you know, I respect 
I spec, respect L.A. L.A. is going to, you know, I feel L.A. is going to take it. Lakers going to do know? big things. So uh, yeah. uh, for Candace yeah, Thompson and Chris yeah. Five Sex Burns and my man M.F. Graham and Percy, Percy Carey joining yeah, us Percy. today. And he is going to come up. Uh, he's going to come on again and again and again with us because I love this dude and he knows what he's talking about. Thanks a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Peace. Peace. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.